You're listening to Legal Skies, a podcast by the Law Society of Saskatchewan. This is Season 2, Episode 5. Hi, I'm Julie Shobawali, host of the Legal Skies podcast. Today we'll be talking about cybersecurity with Craig Zawada, QC. Craig was admitted to the Alberta Bar in 1986 and the Saskatchewan Bar in 1987. He attended the University of Saskatchewan's College of Commerce, now Edwards School of Business, and after attaining his LLB at Osgoode Hall in Toronto, he began working at Calgary, uh, where he returned to Saskatchewan and he's been practicing in Saskatoon since 1987. In 1996, he helped found WMCZ Lawyers and was CEO for nine years. He became the firm's director of boundary pushing in 2016, a position that leverages his skills of technology, marketing, and strategic planning. He also teaches at the University of Saskatchewan College of Law. He's also a venture for the Law Society, and he was Law Society president in 2018. Craig, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Great to be here. So we are chatting via Zoom because we are all working remotely because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And I just wanted to get your general thoughts on how you think this transition has been for the legal profession to move remotely. Well, there's been some impacts, which I think mirror those experienced by all businesses. You, you know, you've got social distancing and travel restrictions, loss of business in some sectors, although that's not across the board for lawyers. Some, you know, corporate commercial stuff might be a little bit slower, but family law and criminal law don't really take holidays. There's also some historical realities that cause issues like uh, wills, for example, which traditionally needed to be signed in person with witnesses in attendance. And so some changes were needed for that. But I'm a glass half full kind of guy. And I, I think it's probably created some positive outcomes. Now, don't get me wrong. COVID's terrible and a tragedy in many, many ways. But it, it's forced a profession to modernize despite a tradition and culture of resisting change. So technologies which aren't actually new, like video conferencing, are finally being adopted and, and used. And I think it also puts the, the focus back on the fact that law is inherently a knowledge-based business. And it does not have to have a physical element, but the trick is to ensure we maintain personal contact and engagement because law is about trust as much as anything else and trust can be difficult to build in a remote world Mm -hmm. absolutely so from what i'm hearing really we were already moving towards more technology being a part of legal practice so this is kind of a time where it's just speeding up i think that's right you know there's I guess there's a couple of things to keep in mind when you're looking at a remote practice. One is pure physics. While the information we share is intangible and it's not restricted to a particular place, the media on which we store that information is. And and traditionally, we store that information on paper. There's many offices where the physical file folder and contents is still the primary source of information. Now, that doesn't work very well in a remote world. So when the lockdown began, and I was getting questions from lawyers about remote work, the ones who had not transitioned from paper files were the ones who were having the biggest issues, because in some cases, they literally were having to cart files back and forth from their offices to home, which is not a good long-term solution. Um, I'm a big fan of the quote that the best time to plant an oak tree is 20 years ago, and the second best time is today. So if lawyers have not taken steps to get their files into digital form, they need to start because whether or not this ends is 
as part of the lockdown, there's always going to be a need to, to be technologically, technologically advanced. Um, I think another thing about technology and remote work is that the technology is pretty mature for what we need. There's lots of good video conferencing solutions, for example, and even document management is not hard to implement. You can easily get by, you know, maybe even thrive using ordinary Windows or Mac file systems, a decent PDF creator, and, and maybe a scanner. You probably have all the tools you need right now without spending anything more. It's just a question of getting started. Yeah, I mean, you're mentioning, you know, all the positive ways that you can do this and uh, essentially programs that we're already used to working with that we can be able to work remotely. But as you know, there's a lot of security issues. Um, the stories that we've had about Zoom and people Zoom bombing meetings, I can imagine that would be a worst case scenario for a lawyer to have a meeting with a client and somebody unexpectedly show up for something like that, or even the situation that happened in Manitoba with um, the two law firms being hit with ransomware. So as you're talking about firms switching from maybe a paper-based system to a digital system, what are the kind of things they need to think about from a security perspective? Yeah, you're right. Security is is really key, and it's important. And I think a lot of people have a, an, I won't say undue fear, but maybe an over too too overwhelming fear of of digital security because every day we hear examples of hacking or a breach over here or something like that, and, and some feel that the cloud or digital information is inherently risky, but. Physical files needed protection too, and we managed to implement things like door locks and safes to deal with that. So it's no longer a question of whether to use the cloud. We're all probably using it to some extent anyway. It's how to properly use it. And so, you know, when, when you mentioned the, the, the ransomware stuff, and, and in fact, even as we're recording this in the last day or so, there was a, a big firm in New York that dealed with a lot of entertainers that was subject to a ransomware attack. Um, those are going to happen, unfortunately, uh, but it's not a reason that we should be shying away from technology. We just need to make take the top proper steps to, to protect ourselves. So it sounds like you're saying we need to mitigate risk because, as you know, the legal profession is known to be very risk averse. Yeah, for for sure. And, you know, I think part of that is a lack of understanding. You know, if, if you're not really uh, digitally literate, you, you tend to see the scare stories rather than concentrate on, on the benefits of it. But again, clients are, are used to using this stuff for the most part. Um, most lawyers are using technology that would have been unheard of. 10, 20 years ago. Um, and it is just, it, but what, what COVID has done is sort of kickstarted this to make it even, even more so and to have to use it faster. And, and, you know, you mentioned Zoom and, and the security problems they had. Most of those have been fixed as long as you're uh, up on, on what the steps are using proper passwords and things like that. Um, so yeah, don't, don't use the hacks as an excuse to stay away from technology. We're not going back on technology. If anything, it's going to become more prevalent. Uh, so it's just a matter of taking the proper steps. So you're saying we're not going to go back to paper files? I, I'm shocked, Craig. I'm shocked. <laughs> some, people, some people would probably like that. I, know. I And in fact, 
you know, as much as I use computers, there's sometimes where I just have to write stuff down just so I've got it on a piece of paper in front of me. So nobody's saying that you're or that any of us are going to be completely uh, digitally discombobulated heads just sitting in some vat or something like that. We're still going to be using old tools. In fact, that's a, that's a, that's another point that I want to make is that mm-hmm. as much as the technology uh, makes a difference, there's things that we really need to concentrate on as lawyers that are not necessarily technologically based, but aren't going to go away. Things like empathy, things like emotional intelligence, things like wisdom. Uh, all of those things are important to our customers and are part of the service that we provide. But we also have to make sure that uh, we are not losing track of those personal human type of skills, even as we become more technical. Yeah, I think that's a really key point. Speaking about uh, empathy and, and working with people, we've been talking about lawyers, but as we know, there's administrative staff, support staff that are involved uh, what do you think the the trends are going to be there in terms of working remotely? Because as you know, it's one thing for a lawyer to figure out how to deal with his files, but then how to work with their paralegals and their legal assistants remotely is a whole other matter. Yeah, and that's an excellent point. I, I think for when you're setting up administrative staff, there's probably a few things to keep in mind. One is security is a big concern. Um, so make sure that you are giving them the proper tools, uh, adequate internet. Most people have high speed internet. If you're able to watch Netflix at home, you've got enough internet, but clean computers, they don't have to rely on the shared family computer, for example. And I know some offices are providing just office laptops, which have been scrubbed down to make sure that they uh, don't have any malware on them so that uh, staff and lawyers can take them home and work on those. Um, You might even have to deal with infrastructure like monitors or desks so that your staff doesn't have to work at their own kitchen tables. They've got a bit of privacy when they're working. Um, But overall, rely on their expertise. They know more about many things than you do as a lawyer. For you know, I know quite a bit about Microsoft Word, for example, but if you if I had to do a mail merge, it would take me a while. But my assistant can do it with the snap of her fingers. So we can use this as an opportunity to enhance the the teamwork that works. I'm not one that ever wanted to see a class structure in law firms where lawyers are sort of above everybody else. Uh, Everybody in a law firm is important and the job can't get done without them. So look at this as a partnership and use this uh, opportunity to kind of enhance those uh, those things that work together. So my two key takeaways from that is partnership and the Netflix test for if you have good <laughs> high-speed internet. So uh, you are working on a series right now for the Law Society. Uh, it's a tech series just to help uh, lawyers and, and law firms really set up their, their uh, mobile practice. Uh, based on that series, what do you think is the top takeaway that you would like lawyers to get? Uh, maybe a couple of things. And number one, I, I I just can't overemphasize how important passwords are. Passwords are really a form of identification so that remote sites or others know that we are who we say we are, because that's the problem of the internet is the anonymity. Um, but so many people either don't use passwords or else have very weak and easy to guess passwords. And that's a primary 
vector for, for malware. Whenever you're talking about security, it, think of it as a seesaw where you've got convenience on one end and security on the other. And when one goes down, the other goes up and vice versa. If we, if we have a phone where we don't have a password, just swipe to get in. Really convenient, but not very secure. Um, on the other hand, if we stick all of our information in a safe and wrap it in chains and drop it at the bottom of the ocean, pretty secure, but not very convenient. So we, we need to find that balance, but the, the key is that passwords are something that really uh, has to be paid attention to. Another thing, and this goes back to the ransomware, and, and, and a lot of people are asking, you know, what, how do I avoid ransomware? Because it is a problem for those who, who maybe don't know, ransomware simply involves malware that gets onto your system and encrypts all the information so you can't get to it unless you pay some ransom to somebody through some anonymous source. And so the things to, that you have to worry about there, good online practices is one. So don't click on links and emails. Don't run unknown software or open attachments unless you know they're okay. Stay away from sketchy sites or programs. and. Educate yourself and your staff. The, the problem with ransomware is that it, it plays off of the network that most of us have at our businesses, where we're all connected to a central file server, so it's like a big disk drive. Well, if one node on that network becomes infected, everything becomes infected. And so you got to stop from getting infected in the first place. But if it does happen, and it does happen despite the best intentions, a robust backup system is something that really has to be in place. You should have a good backup system for lots of reasons, including the fact that computers and hard drives fail. But ransomware has become more sophisticated, so it'll now infect a computer, but it'll sit there for weeks or months sometimes. The idea being then that as backups are made, even those backups become infected without people knowing. And then once the ransomware kicks in, then you have nothing to go back to. So your your backups need to go back to for months or even years. You need to have offsite copies that are off the network if possible and it could be quickly accessed. And the more important information, the more backup you need. If it's your accounting information, for example, that's pretty important. And if that goes down or you can't access it, your business goes down. So you have to make sure that you're taking really good steps. Sometimes that means daily backups um, or, or even, you know, at, at worst, maybe weekly, but it, it's always how much information you can afford to have to rebuild. And so if, if I was going to say two things to really concentrate on in terms of security, passwords and backups. So there you go, folks. No more one, two, three, four for, for passwords. Well, Craig, this was a great chat on cybersecurity. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, my pleasure. And uh, if anybody ever needs any a hand, they can certainly reach out to me or the Law Society. There's lots of stuff available on the Law Society website. And what's the best way to reach you, Craig? You can reach me at tech-help at lawsociety.sk.ca. Again, if you can't remember that, just go to Law Society's Saskatchewan website and uh, look for the COVID-19 information and you'll find all kinds of links to the videos and, and me. Fantastic. Thanks. Thank you. 
We hope you found this podcast interesting and informative. If you have any questions or feedback, please email us at podcast at lawsociety.sk.ca. Until next time, here is an amusing quote by Will Rogers. The minute you read something you can't understand, you can almost be sure it was drawn up by a lawyer. Thank you.